Amber, you know, I'm really pissed at you still. Why? My face is freezing. Oh, that. No, that's a good thing. To those who can't see it because you're sitting behind a computer or a phone or, or whatever. At the gym. Scott had a burly mountain man, gross beard, bleh, and he looked like an old man. And you're not an old man yet. And But that was your decision to shave it off. I had nothing to do with that. You've been bitching about it for the last year and a no, half. No, that was your decision. You've been raising nope. hell. Nope. Don't go near me. You have a big, scary beard. You're going to well, scratch okay, my face. Well, okay, every time I looked at you, you, which, okay, what's my running line? You got shit in your beard. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and you'd literally miss, be pulling. I'm going to miss that. You're pulling, you're putting, like, pulling. No, no, you still have your little your little beard puff, so you might be able, I might it's be able to say. It's not a beard puff. I'm going to get this thing trimmed up. It's so a look puff. Great. It's not a puff. It's a puff. It's a Van Dyke. It's a puff. It's a Van Dyke. I like puff. <laughs> Well, you might get a little shit stuck in that, so I might be able to say that. But you would have, like, like snacks in your beard that you could pull out later. Like, that one time you actually had peanuts in your beard. That's happened to me a couple times. Yeah, like, ooh, a little snack for later. I will, I, Wake I would, up. I would, be, oh. I would ooh, be, in bed, like, re- I'd be in bed reading my phone, and I'd be just, I'd have a little thing of peanuts. I would be so munching on And I'd wake up in the morning and be like, what the hell? Oh, my God. It's not like I have food. Like, I, I have long hair. I don't have food stored in my hair. What about storing it there? It's, I think it's an you honest were. accident. I think, no, I think you were storing it. I think it was something with my birthday that happened over the weekend. Because I did look at myself in the mirror like the day after my birthday on Friday last I week. I look like an old Santa. I'm a, like, a dirty Santa. Well, I'm like, you look scruffy as hell. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not getting any younger, so I'm getting a lot of grays. Yeah. I'm starting to turn gray now. I found gray hairs again. That's how I celebrated my birthday. Oh, on your head? On my hair. Yeah, in my hair, on my head. Yeah, It's all on my head. It's in my chest, too. Well, yeah, I didn't know what part of your body you were referring to. So for your birthday, I had no idea what to get you because you have everything you want. And usually when I get you stuff, I don't think you never seem to keep using it for long. Like it ends up in a corner somewhere unused. Mm, that's not true. Yeah, it is. No, the, well, the lunchbox. But that was for Christmas. I, you use the lunchbox, but that fire starter thing I got you, like you don't use that anymore. You just douse. Sucking, you you just work. you douse the interior fireplace with lighter fluid. It's awesome. So there goes that Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what to get him because he has everything, or he just stops using the things I get him. So you, he watches this thing called Bat Dad. Well, and for those yeah. who don't know who Bat Dad is, he got to start on Vine. And would do these like what thirty second clips of him and his kids, and he'd have well, a bat-, bat dad. Yeah, he'd have a Batman I mask bat on, dad. and he'd be doing the Christian Bale version of Batman. Yeah, and would just he was. I think a lot of people know who Bat Dad is. I well, he's pretty for, famous. Don't make assumptions. Bat not, Dad rules. Not everyone knows. Yeah. So anyway, you can find him on Facebook and YouTube, and he's got like seven million followers on Facebook, right? He's internet famous. Well, anyway, something came across my internet. And said, hey, there's this website where you can have Bat Dad do a shout out for you. Leave him instructions and yeah, there you yeah. go. And I'm like, oh. and it was like three weeks before Scott's birthday. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. Should I do this? I don't know. Maybe he'll think it's stupid. No, I don't know. I'm going to do it. So it I. It can't hurt. I left instructions to Bat Dad. And uh, three hours later, I had a little clip of Bat Dad talking to Scott. So yeah. we're going to, we'll, we'll play that clip right now. Scott, February 22nd. It's an awesome day, dude. You know why? Because it's your freaking birthday. And Amber Rose wanted me to wish you a happy one. She feels bad she's out of town, but she'll still attempt to make the alien face hugger sugar cookie because she knows you love it. Listen, man, I hear you love my videos, 
want to say thanks. Happy birthday. Hope it's a great one. And save some alien face hugger sugar cookies for me because they sound ridiculously awesome. Happy birthday. Okay, that was pretty much the most awesome thing I've ever seen, Amber. Well, I was I was hoping that you'd be really shocked by it. And the first thing you I asked, was. Well, but, but the first thing you asked me was, how much did that cost you? How much did that cost? And I was like, oh, well, that's, that's, why is he asking me about the cost of his birthday present? I don't know. Ugh. I thought it was awesome, though. And it kind of I because I thought like you're you're like, I didn't know you some link. And I thought first first off, I thought it was you may have been hacked or something. I'm like, oh, God, what is this? And I, I'm like, well, I'll click. on. Well, it's yeah, Amber. and a picture doesn't show up. It well, doesn't it look. It, I got it to show up. You know, you just don't know how to Internet. Oh, I know I Internet oh, better than you. Oh, okay. So. I hit the link and. Well, I mean, you're gonna. You're only hearing. I some a lot of you guys. I guess some of you guys are listening to this show. You're on my Facebook. I think no. You know what? We we posted this video up on the Ghostly Talk Facebook also. Yeah, but the face that doesn't. They want us to pay to communicate with people. So I mean, that doesn't really go out to a lot. But if you go to the Ghostly Talk, I, yeah, if, if you go to our Ghostly Talk Facebook it's page, there. it's there, and you can watch the video. But you got to hear it a second ago, so that's pretty cool. So you got to hear it. Go to the Ghostly Talk Facebook page and you'll get to see it. It's pretty hilarious. My initial reaction was like, okay, this can be some canned stupid video that he inserts my name in there and then inserts your name at best, and that's it. But no, he like knew everything about me. <laughs> so then you knew it was real. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, it's it's Blake, it's Bat Dad Blake walking around his house talking shit. To and he me. said my name, and he's talking so, about the, the face, al- the face yeah, alien face, face hugger yeah. sugar cookie, which I still have yet to make. So thank you, baby. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, you're welcome, baby. Thank you, baby. You're welcome, baby. Thank oh, you so yeah. much. Glad oh, to do god. that. Okay. On my birthday, my 44th birthday. <laughs> 44th, it's not okay. 41st. 44th birthday, you made me feel so good on my birthday, baby. Oh, that's weird. Okay. I love you, baby. All right. I love you. All right. Let's I all right. Let's talk you. about our guest. So that's uh Heather Tobin. My second birthday present this year was having Heather Tobin on the show. Heather Tobin, if you guys remember, she and was, I think she I, was Heather Lambert. She was, yeah, she used to when she was on our show, the old show. Uh, yeah, she used to, her name was Heather Lambert, and you know, marriage stuff, and, and so it's Heather Tobin now. I can't say this enough, and I've said it at the beginning of the show, too, when we start the show up, actually, that um, she was one of the – we loved everybody who was nice enough to come on our show, but Heather was one of the special ones for us. She always has been and always will be. Heather was always someone we looked forward to talking to. She has one of the most magnetic personalities of any person I've ever met. And I was super, super excited when she said, I'd love to come on your show again. I didn't, I was nervous. I didn't know if she'd want to do it again, but she was happy to come here. We got to talk to Heather Tobin tonight. Guys, please enjoy it. I know I did, and it really made my birthday awesome. have been a handful of guests i'll say that over the history of ghostly talk really stick out now 
I don't want people to take that the wrong way. Anybody who was nice enough to ever come on our show and the old incarnation of our show and the new incarnation of our show, uh, I'm eternally grateful to. However, there were a handful of people over the years when we were doing our original run that whenever, you know, they agreed to come on, it was just one of those shows I knew was going to be amazing, right? And one of those people was at the time, she, her name was Heather Lambert. Uh, and whenever we had the chance to have her on the show, Doug and I would always freak out because she was this person with, to me, and still to this day, even on social media, she has this magnetic personality. Uh, and Doug and I were always drawn to her, and we loved having the opportunity to talk to her on the show. So a couple, well, about a week or month ago, something like that, I keep in contact with Heather, and I finally dropped the question. I said, Heather, would you like to come on the new show and talk to us? And the lovely lady that she is, she was more than happy to, thank goodness. I was really nervous to ask her again, and she was happy to come on there. And guess, Amber, guess who's here right now? Oh, my now? God, who? Oh, Tell oh my us. God, Tell us. Heather Tobin is here. Heather, are you are you actually there? Or did the phone line break? <laughs> I'm here. Oh my gosh, that is the most kind, kind intro ever. I'm like practically crying. Oh no, That's don't so do that. Well, I, I I mean oh that though, Heather. I mean I don't even know, and it's the funny thing. Oh. I mean I don't want to be too nostalgic here. But I don't even. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, how the hell did we even meet you? I don't even. Know, I don't even remember how we actually were in, initially put in contact with you, and how you started coming on our show. Do you remember that at all? I'm trying to think. I mean, gosh, I don't even know. I mean, those were back in the days when I was doing stuff on Terra X. Remember that radio? Oh yeah, yeah. Network. Yeah. So maybe it was through them, but. However it came about, it just it just clicked, and I just love you guys. I mean, it's just effortless with you. Well, yeah, and I think that's it. Maybe that's how we all did connect. Was you that know, would through, make the most sense through the networks. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, yeah, I, I was losing my mind over this, trying to remember what the heck happened. And I mean, don't really matter. It was a it was a good thing, and that's really you just look forward. I think, but yeah, I I, I mean that, and I can't say that enough. Doug and I, whenever we had you on the show, we were always just super excited okay. to talk to you because it was always just such a great time. And it, you know, I'm, and we still have fun talking on social media. And now we're talking again on this on this version of our show. I'm so oh no, it's awesome! I'm so honored, you guys. And seriously, Amber Scott, it is such a joy. And I'm just, it's just like it's great. It's a it's a wonderful connection, and we love talking about the same things. Oh yeah. You know? I oh, think yeah. Come on. I have to say, I have to say, we're we're a little we're a little upset with you right now, Heather. We Amber and I discussed this before the show, and we are. Well, go ahead. Well, she's in warmer weather. She's in Florida. So I'm upset. I'm, I'm upset at well, anybody who's in warmer weather and, right now. And she's in St. Augustine, <laughs> yeah. which is the oldest city in the U.S. and is notorious for haunted spots and locations and all kinds of like cool paranormal stuff. So when we were talking about what we wanted to chat about tonight. Uh, you brought up, well, I'm in St. Augustine, for God's sake, Scott. I mean, what's wrong with you? You should know about this stuff. There's some craziness going on there. <laughs> so I guess what I want to do to get things rolling here is I do want to just give you the floor because yeah. I want to hear about, so you've been here for like three weeks now. Am I correct? 
I, I have. I have. You know, I've been there, and, and normally I live in New Hampshire, so you can be jealous of me for one more night because <laughs> tomorrow I head back. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow I head back. I go from 60 and 70 and 80 degree weather to, like, negative 6. Oh. I am going, oh, it's going to suck. Oh, it's going <laughs> to suck. But, you know, I've been here for three weeks, and I'll tell you, this place, I've been here before, but this was like the immersive, this is, you know, I was down here to really write, uh, you know, I write about paranormal experiences and just to experience. Have you, have either of you been to St. Augustine before? No. No. Okay, you have to go. <laughs> Do we sound Get bitter? in your car Start driving. Seriously, seriously, uh, you're right, and as, as Amber so perfectly put it, it is. It's the country's oldest city, founded in 1565, but even prior to that, Ponce de Leon, he came ashore 1513. That, you know, I mean, it's incredible, and I think it's the longest continuously inhabited city in the country as well. And, and of course, given that you're going to have a lot of ghosts. Oh, this whole place <laughs> is just hopping with them. Yeah. Now, one of the things I think you said you did so far, uh, there's a haunted Spanish military hospital you were at. Tell me all about yes. that. Tell me all about this. Okay, great. And, and I will, I'll, you know, preface this by saying that, you know, in, in a very good way, the tourism is very alive and kicking, and there are a lot of ghost tours. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. what I decided to do is to kind of fill it out on my own without the ghost tour, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, the Spanish military hospital, um, boy, that's an incredible place. It's on the oldest street in the nation as well for a city in America. Aviles or Aviles, it's A-V-I-L-E-S. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, and basically, you know, I just took the normal tour. You have to sort of have a tour. Uh, and basically, the Spanish military hospital, they were very, very forward-thinking as far as surgeries. Um, they had a 70% success rate in the procedures they did as opposed to the rest of colonial America, like, you know, the 13 colonies, who only had a 30% oh, wow. <laughs> success rate. Yeah, so when I went in, uh, I basically, you know, they had, I talked about all the different things they used to do, the amputations, uh, oh, my God, thing called trepanation, where they basically put a hole in your skull. Um, it was Ugh. fascinating. Yeah, I know, right, right. Uh, and also they had the beds, the actual beds of, you know, the hospital beds. Uh, and, and again, they were incredible as far as hygiene, things, all of these things that they really knew a lot about. Uh, but that being said, a lot of people died in that place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when you go in, uh, um, you could just feel the energy. You could feel the spirits hanging around. Uh, and I have heard different stories about, you know, at night uh, that there have been some females 
I mean, alive females being targeted and like pushed and slapped by some not so nice. I don't know. Maybe mm. they're angry, disgruntled, you know, patients. <laughs> yeah. No, but. Yeah. Well, Heather, I have a question. Right. I have a question for you. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have a question. You said when please, you please when you came in there, you said you could just feel the energy in there. Um, yeah, I'm curious uh, from your viewpoint. Like, what does that what does that feel like for you? Like, what what experience like okay. in, inside, outside? I guess. I mean, what what do you experience when you feel something like that? You know, it's interesting. If it if it's something, I'm not saying it's evil in there. Yeah. Okay, but for me, it's kind of a heaviness. Um, it's kind of like you walk in, all of a sudden it feels like you're kind of, for me personally, it's like, like you're, like you're walking glue, you know, it's like this heavy feeling. And sometimes what I'll get to, if I pick up on like the pain and suffering of people, cause of course it's a hospital, yeah, yeah. um, I'll actually feel physically sick. I don't actually get physically sick. Not yet, <laughs> but, um. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Just wait. Um, but, you know, kind of like this nauseated, um, disoriented, dizzy feeling. Okay. Uh, and just, yeah, that, that's it. You just feel, it feels, it feels like the air, air changes. Mm -hmm. uh, and, it, yeah, I think that's the best way. It's just very heavy, like okay. a weight attached to my feet. Yeah. You know, I'm always curious to hear that, you know, what different people's experiences are. Because you hear people say that a lot. Um, you know, there's energy in the air. Do you? Uh, and I, you know, it's not, I don't think it's the same for everybody. It's obviously how you experience it could be totally different from how I experience it. I mean, I always said, and I've been saying it since the old days, Heather, that I'm as psychic as the, you know, the mouse that I'm moving around with my hand right now. I, I am not sensitive <laughs> at all. However, I have felt things though. Uh, and I'm curious about what oh, those yeah. experiences are just, you know, as opposed to just the idea, oh my God, there was a ghost in front of me. No, there's, you know, there's other senses you have to be in tune with. And I think just that feeling you're talking about, that's beyond, I think, your senses. I think it's your whole body working in unison to a certain degree and experiencing something like that. Cause you're feeling, you know, you're feeling pressure, you're feeling, you know, uh, in your stomach and your gut and things like that. So, I mean, I think it's, it's a very unique feeling and I think it's different for everybody. I do too. You know, hey, look, you know, some people, for instance, you know, people that are, you know, clairvoyant, they, they see spirits, and, and, and I have, I've seen spirits too, but everyone is different. You know, some clairaudience, they're all different things. Yeah. Uh, but I know it's a heavy feeling. It's a heavy feeling, and then it's like, oh, wow, a lot of stuff went down here, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you know, and, you know, it's far. But I loved about it too. I mean, again, you're dealing with, such an old city and the Spanish hospital is oh my god it is the Spanish military hospital so old so many centuries mm -hmm. so many centuries of Spanish occupation then British occupation and then Spanish came back and mm -hmm. then you know there um, the wars that you know all a bunch of things that went on so you can imagine all of, I mean centuries like you know five centuries worth yeah of stuff that's gone down, and even more if you if you you know take into consideration the Native American cultures that you know predated even that. I mean, it's just wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, just the history itself. But to me, the history it's, is can be just as captivating as as the you know the, the more paranormal stuff. I guess you want to say. 
Uh, just knowing the things that yeah. happen there to me can be as the gravity of that on your mind to me can be just as heavy as the, the paranormal stuff, I guess. That's just no doubt. It, it goes hand in hand. It really does. You know, and I think here, sort of like Salem Mass, where they both, in, you know, you've got the history and then the paranormal. They're so kind of intertwined. that You can't help but feel something, even if you have the psychic ability of, you know, a computer mouse. <laughs> yeah. You, you will feel something. You know what I mean? It, yeah. yeah, it's very compelling. Well, I mean, it's, You're responding to something. It's the idea, though, too. I mean, when we want to break down what a haunting may be or what a ghost is. I don't think yeah. ghost. This is going to sound really goofy saying this, but I don't think a ghost can, or a ghost, or a ghost story can just come out of thin air. And I know that's a really funny way to say that, given the context. No, no, it makes but, sense. But I mean, it has to come from from somewhere. I mean, and we hear stories. We've heard stories over hundreds and hundreds of years. And I do, and like a lot of people say about ghost stories, especially. Well, yeah, it may be just a story now or some type of legend or whatever you want to call it, but it had to have come from some kernel of truth, right? And with, you know, especially when yeah. you go to a place like, like the haunted, the Spanish military hospital you're talking about, that's a lot of documented history. It, it's pretty obvious all kinds of, you know, a lot of stuff happened. And as you already said, a lot of people died there. And that's going to yeah. leave that imprint on, on any environment. I don't, I don't care where it's at. Uh, whether it's someone's house or a hospital where people go to die or hopefully get better, it's going to leave an imprint. So, I mean, all that stuff, like you said, I, I think that point is really important. Um, the history, the stories, and these more fringe ideas, they are intertwined, I think. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh no question. Yes. And here's another, here's like a theory I had. I want to tell you because I've studied, you know, all these, all these years. My God. Oh, my God. I've gotten so old. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, <laughs> Don't worry. We all have, Heather. We all have. <laughs> oh, no. It's so crazy because, you know, you remember you know, all the shows like Ghost Hunters and all these but I remember one episode of Ghost Hunters where they went to a place, it was like Arkansas, and it was extremely haunted. And one of the reasons they, there was a higher incidence, incidence of hauntings and residual hauntings because of what the building itself was made of, which had a high limestone content. Now, that's very, this gets kind of scientific and interesting. Yeah. What I find fascinating is in St. Augustine, most of St. Augustine, so old, the old city, and the reason why it's preserved so well, it's made out of like a seashell, crushed seashell um, combination, which is basically lime. Mm -hmm. And they mixed it to make this incredibly like impenetrable, but also this sponge-like surface um, called coquina. And the whole city is like built with that. Oh, really? In addition to wood, and that, yeah, and and that's it's very interesting. Where I've read some places, higher incidence of residual hauntings and the higher incidence of actually people seeing, hearing, feeling ghosts are, you know, isn't that interesting? Well, I think yeah. First thing, that hotel that you were talking about, Amber, wasn't that the Crescent Hotel? I think so. It was the Crescent Hotel, and you're talking about Eureka Springs, Arkansas, right? 
Yes, yeah. yes, that's the one. That's we've we've the actually one been there. Limestone deposit. Yeah. You've been there. You've been there. You know what I'm talking about? The limestone deposit, like underneath, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we learned all about the history. We were there for we were there for a conference actually many years ago. Oh um, my God, it's so but, cool. But that point you're making, I mean, and we've talked about this idea for years here on the show, especially uh, native stones uh, in an, in an environment in an area. Uh, we call them. We call certain stones the psychic sponges, basically. Uh, some stones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that stone tape theory, you know, and that goes way back. That's yeah. not like a new thing. That's. Yeah. Yeah. It's a psychic sponge. It goes way back. It oh, yeah. goes way back. And in, in St. Augustine, there it is, the fort, the Castillo San Marcos. It is all made of that limestone coquina stuff, and that place is mega. I mean. The incidents of people actually seeing, like, flat-out apparitions here in St. Augustine is, is off the hook. People see ghosts here all the time. It's mm-hmm. crazy the yeah. amount of paranormal activity that's caught. So that's, it's, it's just absolutely fascinating to me. Isn't it cool? It's great. Well, to me, and it's one, of the, it's one of the better theories, I think, that's out there. I mean, with all the crazy, harebrained ideas people have, and I don't say that in a negative way. I mean, that's what keeps us right. alive is crazy hairbrained ideas. <laughs> but I think with all the crazy ideas that are out there, I, I, this idea, even since our early days, just studying this stuff when we were kids, it's always been one that I've been, I've been drawn to uh, because that just makes the most sense to me. That idea that, you know, the, in a, in, you know if, if you believe, it depends on what you believe. I guess, you know, my idea, the more I study this stuff is that, like, let's just take a ghost, for example. Let's just think about a ghost. A ghost, to yeah. me, it's simply, it's it's a part of nature. It's a force of nature. It's energy, like anything else is. But it's something we just don't understand yet. And we may never understand in our lifetimes. But I think it's something that's tied to the earth somehow. And we just have to figure out how yes. it works, you know? No, absolutely. It's one of those, and it's so fun, the mystery of it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the beauty of all of this is that the fact that we don't know entirely or even maybe even, even a little smidgen, but it it just is so compelling. Yeah. It's, you know? Yeah, and it is. I mean, I, I think that's what keeps people, I mean, the people that really do care and the people like yourself, obviously, um, the people that really care about this field and what this idea may be and who are looking for something else, I think, you know, have questions about things. Uh, ideas. Amber, are you going to sneeze? No, I'm trying not to excessively sniffle because I have a cold and I don't want I just that saw, to like, be you in did the background. This, you did this weird better. thing. <laughs> I, I, sh- I, 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 I shouldn't have let it break my concentration, but she just kind of did this weird, like, <laughs> and I'm like, are you going to just explode into the no, microphone? I'm, the I'm using my mouth to breathe more than my nose. <laughs> so, what I was oh, saying. Poor Amber. <laughs> I hope you feel better. No, oh, what I was saying, though. <laughs> no, what I was saying though is I think that it's a, it is though it is that idea that drives this field. I, I I like to think at least is that uh it's people that still care and that are wondering what you know they have questions about things just besides how they make a, how they have to make a living every day. You know, I think that's what oh yeah you know makes this stuff really. It's people who wonder and who da- who do dare to dream. I hate to say such a cliche cliche term, but. Uh, who dare to no, dream, you know? It's great. true. It's true. Uh, 
it's so true. We need curiosity in our lives because without it, life becomes so mundane. And that's why for people that are complete, I almost... I feel almost badly for people that don't have the desire to at least wonder. Uh, you know, there's just, I mean, again, I have healthy skepticism, but isn't it wonderful when you do have your mind open enough to even contemplate it? It makes life interesting. Yeah, it does. And, and right? It does. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, so you were at the Spanish Military Hospital, and this wasn't, yes. your, this wasn't your only stop. We're, to, we're going on Heather's oh, no. Heather's big adventure uh, <laughs> of St. Augustine here. Because you also, now, you know, and I have to take this back. I think, now, you said, I may have visited this place also. Um, but I'm trying to remember. The last time I, 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 the trip I'm thinking of was like in, in 2000. So we're pushing two decades oh, wow. ago. Uh, but you did go to, and this is just cool stuff. Because I grew up watching this show. It was my favorite show growing up, and it was Ripley's Believe It or Not. Um, and they have the actual mansion oh. there. Yeah, right? They have the, the, the Ripley's that. yeah the Ripley's Believe It or Not mansion. And I'm fairly certain that I went to that when I was there in 2000. Um, so I'm thinking we, we, we maybe have, I have been there before. Uh, but it's just so long ago, I can't remember. But you went there. You've been there recently, and I'm really jealous. Wonderful. And again, yeah, the Ripley's, I mean, there are, what, now there are like 30 of them in the country, which is amazing. Yeah. And the one in, yeah, exactly. The one in St. Augustine is the first one. And so along with that, because the building itself was a mansion during the Great Depression, it was, it was a hotel and then, of course, trying to have a hotel during the Great Depression <laughs> yeah. didn't work so well. No, it was it a bad time to own a castle. <laughs> a really bad time. <laughs> to own, you, know? you said, like, you, and you said, know. and you walked in there. You said, and you felt all kinds. Of, well, I mean, I why not? I guess. Oh my god! But, I mean, oh my god! I felt all kind of crazy in there. Yeah, and I and and that I will say that nightly too. They have a ghost tour, and they have you know it's cool. But I I didn't go on it because I just again I kind of wanted to be low-key person um but it's not to say i'd love to come back and, and do the tour okay for one because even if you've been there in 2000 you know there are human remains in there there are yeah. you know they're necklaces of human human bones and teeth from you know the cannibals who originated in papua new guinea uh and so there's a lot of, you know, fascinating, macabre, believe it or not, um, <laughs> things in there. <laughs> believe it or not. Okay, when I went in there, that, I mean, the Spanish hospital, military hospital, had sort of this heavy feeling. And this place was sort of, at Ripley's, the room was all of the human remains. Yeah. That place was like screaming at me. It was like the dead natives <laughs> were screaming at me. It felt, it was so overwhelming that I had like an anxiety attack that I felt was not brought on by, hard to explain, like earthly anxiety. It felt like, oh my God, it felt like anything. Like this overwhelming sense of like all of this crazy energy 
all in one museum. It was crazy. Oh, my God. That place is so haunted. That'd be interesting to get other you know. people's thoughts, like, that have been to those things. I mean, those are, like, modern-day um, freak shows. Like, we can get away with that. We can go to Ripley's, and we can look at all these obtuse, strange things and gawk at it. But a lot of the things behind the stories behind those items are really awful. Like you said, these, you know, these, they're, they're human body parts. They're people that were taken exactly. in horrible ways and they're on display for us just to look at as a tourist attraction. It is. It's, it's right, Amber. It's like, I know it's like macabre tourism. Yeah. You which, know, like, yeah. yeah. Which really, I love. You know, I, I can't. I, I can't say I don't love it. Like, when we go to little museums, there's a museum by us called Cranbrook, and they have this tiny little um, display where there's a little shrunken head. And I have to stare really, oh. really hard at that shrunken head because I love him. He's so cool. But that's some dude's head. Yes. And there it is. And I'm just like, oh, it's so cool. And it's shrunken. Yeah, it's so cute. It's a shrunken head. <laughs> it is. It's like, it's like this little shrunken head. It's a, by the way. Um, his twin, their shrunken head twin, they, they had, um, I think they had a few, they had like two or three of them at Ripley's. Same thing, though, same thing. So then you, I mean, you just left them, you know, there you go. Yep. I mean, you got two or three from, you know, South American shrunken heads, and, you know, and there was a video, there was a video with the footage of how they create the shrunken heads, you know, and yeah. basically they... Captured from the warring tribes, and so yeah, so there you are. You're right, though. It's like the energy behind it. It's like okay, these are human remains. Well, Yikes! That's, and that's malevolent <laughs> energy. That's, that's malevolent energy too. I mean, it's that's you know, like we were like you were saying. I mean, angry spirits. That whole thing, it seems to be that would, to me, I, again, I'm as psychic as the mouse I'm using right now, but I mean, it seems to me that if you could feel that, I mean, the intensity, I mean, I think people say like, what well, you know, especially, okay, the, the, the space you're in now, we were talking about stones and, 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 you know, local rocks and whatnot a little bit ago here. And yeah. we've always said, okay, if you got the right stones and you have the right cocktail of emotions, that has potential to leave an impression or an imprint on an environment, right? Uh, I think a lot of the stories we hear about, you know, in history, as far as the the scarier ones, or or I should say ghost stories, they usually usually result in somebody's murder, somebody getting killed, somebody dying, right? So it seems to me like, you know, you you don't kill someone because, man, I really love you so much. Stab, 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 stab. It don't work that way. I mean, I think most. I mean, it, that that comes out of anger. It, it, it's 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 passion. I understand. You know, I understand a crime of passion too. But that to me is another result of anger. So it, it right, seems like right. you know this is just another example of what you're talking about of of an environment being imprinted on by people. You know. We don't know all the stories, but they weren't pretty. <laughs> I don't know any other way to say right, it. They, exactly. they, they weren't pretty. Yeah, exactly. They, they weren't pretty. So now, and you also visited, now, if we, speaking of anger, <laughs> I guess, uh, <laughs> you also went to the St. Augustine Torture Museum. You just were there oh, yesterday, yeah. from what I understand. That sounds like a perky place. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like okay. It is, it, let me tell you, not as it says, not for the faint 
hearted. I, I loved it. I, when I read the trip trip advisor or like trip advisor, I was like, oh, I so have to go there. Not for the faint hearted. Oh my god. Oh my god. So um, obviously they go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. Oh, oh no. I was just gonna say that. Wow. 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 Now again, what I I want to find out because it was a little murky in the in the description. They say, you know, in the entire world, it's like the largest collection of torture devices. Now, the question was, how many of those are reproductions and how many were actually genuine? There had to have been genuine ones. Again, it is world famous. Yeah. Um, just by, right? Talk about, you know, talk about bad feelings. <laughs> just by virtue of what these torture things did to people up. God, guillotines, yeah. and they it's something called the breaking wheel. It's basically pic, picture a giant wheel. The Catherine wheel. The wheel you wheel it. It's called the Catherine yeah, wheel. Yeah. The Catherine wheel. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah, yeah, keep, keep telling me all about it. it I love hearing about it. Tell me again. <laughs> it's so cool. You know the whole idea. Like you know, they was great too. They had all these wax figures that looked very realistic. Yeah. And basically the giant wheel, which basically broke your bones and broke you in half until you died. And it was awful. Um, you know, and guillotines and, and they had these things called gossip violins that they tied to this poor, a lot of women. Like a lot of women oh, were tortured terribly. Yeah. And they basically, if you gossiped, they'd put this, a wooden thing on your head and they wouldn't allow you to it was awful and so when i went in there it was like oh my god and then they had these recordings i mean i have to recommend he's saying all this i highly recommend it i loved it <laughs> but it freaked it freaked me out um Some you know, of those... we have all of these yeah Some... recordings but going mm. ah! oh god <laughs> <laughs> Some of those devices were unbelievable. I have a handful of books on them, and I've, I've sat down with those th those books just and just went through them. And the one you're talking about, the breaking yeah. wheel, that's actually there's another name for it. It's called the Catherine wheel. And what you said, that's pretty. That's what they did. They basically took a person, they busted their bones up, and wound them inside that wheel. Right now, the yeah. other, What they did on top of that, for the cherry on top, though, is what they would do is take that wheel. And they would they would have a pole dug into the ground, like in the ground. They take that wheel and lift it up and put it on top of the pole and let it sit there for however long. So because the person wasn't dead, they were just wound up in the thing. They're they're in a lot of pain, obviously, uh, but they would be wound up in that wheel, sitting in the sky for the sun to do its job along with the vultures. So you more or less be picked oh, apart. Man. Yeah, man. Um, pretty horrible. Pretty horrible. I mean. And you got to think about in that era that this is what, what the most in, insane thing to me was with that, with the whole torture device thing and that whole, that whole era was you had, they had a team of people, you know, they did. They had a team of people that sat in an engineering room, like, you know, at the time what an engineering design room would be drawing up specs going, okay, what horrible thing can we, th can we think of today to do to people? Right. And this is what, totally. what what's that? 
Yes, you're so right. Yeah, this was what no. their job was. This is what they did for a living. Their job was to think up horrible ways to make people feel bad for doing things they didn't like them doing. Uh, and that just, I can't really get that out of my mind, that there was a time where that was an occupation. Like, you, you could have a job of doing that. That blew my mind, Amber. Well, and a lot of that was supposed to be divinely inspired, like during the Inquisition. Oh, um, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. God yes. God wants yes. you to come up with these things because you're going to help further the the cause uh, by filtering out the world of these, you know, getting rid of these witches and um, all this horrible stuff. So that's that's even more disturbing that a lot yeah. of – and I bet you if you did research the history of torture devices, there'd probably be a large chunk of that stuff that was developed during, during that time. Oh, it totally was. It, 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 it was. It was. The Boscovsky Museum was exactly right that, Amber and Scotty. It was Inquisition time yeah. torture devices. But then what was freaky was that also it said, you know, those little placards next to the screaming, you know, figurines going, ah! that said, <laughs> and still in blah, blah parts of the world, this torture is used today. Yeah. And so, you know, I, yeah, I mean, hey. I mean, and I think that sort of, you know, it humanizes it too. We're like, oh wow, there are people right now that are getting tortured. Well, it makes you it makes way. you question. You know, the first thing I think of is, have we really come that far? Are we are we that no. more advanced now? Well, we're not using Iron Maidens, but we're you know we're waterboarding people still. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just different. Yes. Yeah, so it's just different. yeah, I uh, that, that's the first thing I think of is, I think as as people we like to think that we're so evolved now and we're so advanced with our phones and whatnot and all these things we have. But like you just said, there's stuff that's that stuff happened. What they built those devices three four hundred years ago, and um, they're well, I wouldn't say. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they're not using the Judas pyramid on people anymore or the Iron Maiden like you said, Amber. Or, <laughs> You know, there's some outdated right, models, right. or the, well, there was the, the really bad one. There's that one called the uh, oh, there was something called the pear. Oh, I didn't want to talk about it. It's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's uh, really fucking bad. No, uh, I'm, not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I think they had that. They had that. They had. They had. Uh, they had an Iron Maiden. Yeah. They had an Iron Maiden. And, yeah. and there was another one, pear something. Oh, they had everything. Yeah, the I, pear. I guarantee it was there. No, yeah, that that, and I would honestly, you know, it's. Is insane as I we I think the three of us agree that that's completely nuts. I would love to go there. I would I would probably spend a couple hours there walking around going, oh I remember that when I read about that. You know, I, I've Ugh. been to one in uh, London and uh, and they and so I know what you mean, Heather, by the the whole the whole like plastic figures screaming, <laughs> kind of the animatronic <laughs> stuff they have set up. <laughs> it's like really goofy and gross at the same time. Yeah. It is. It is a sort of, you know, it sort of has like a Walt Disney spin to yeah, it. You're yeah. like, it's like a demented Hall of Presidents. <laughs> right, exactly. Oddly entertaining, but very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a data thing, you know, pull here, and then all of a sudden the guillotine comes down on the you know, mannequin's oh, head. I'm like, ooh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I guess the thing with the yeah. screaming, I get why they do it. But for yeah. to me, it seems a, just a hair tacky. <laughs> I don't know why? I mean, they run the business. They've been there forever. So I guess I'm wrong. You know, what was that, Heather? No, but I agree. I agree. It's sort of like, really? Really? I mean, you go into one room and you hear, ah, and then there's another room. Ah, and it's it, it just, it was, yeah. 
agree. I mean, I guess you can find the humor in it. We're obviously finding the humor in it right now. We are. Um, you know, it's human to laugh sometimes with a macabre because it's so overwhelming for the brain to process that people actually endure that or have endured it. You know, it's yeah. that we, we have to find humor in the sick to survive sometimes. I think we do. I, I, yeah. I think the old, and I think the older you get too, and I, yeah, I, I think about this a lot. The older I get, uh, you know, and I know just not me, but my friends and my family, you know, things get tougher. Your friends start leaving, uh, people start dying and passing yeah, they, away on you. And I'm finding that I'm getting there. And like I said, me and my friends were getting there. And we're, and we had this happen um, a couple weeks ago here. Uh, we had a group of friends here at the house. And we got we were, we actually were taping a show that night, and we all came upstairs, and we all we without even thinking about it, we all got into this conversation where literally we spent the next hour talking about our doctor's visits. I mean, just going to the doctors and finding, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I had to have this done. No, really, that's crazy. I had to have this thing done, and I thought nothing of it. And then finally, I think Amber was the one that called and said. Guys, you do realize we just spent the last hour talking about our doctor's visits. Well, no, no, I think that that was someone else that pointed it out. But the whole time I was sitting there thinking, like, that's all they're talking about. Everyone's just talking about their doctor. What the hell is going on? And I wasn't going to say anything to sound like a jerk because I'm the youngest one out of everybody. Yeah. But then I think it was Joe Gifford who finally was like, oh, my God, guys. what? Wait, wait. We all have to stop. Can we stop talking about this? this? I was like, oh, good. <laughs> But the the thing is, is that that's part of the deal. You know, you're getting older, and your friends, your friends are going to start leaving. And I I know that's the thing I try to do is just be humorous about these things, and you know, treat them with the respect they they deserve. But at the same time, you got to laugh about it too. It's just it's 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 part of it's what life does to you. I guess I don't know. Uh, go ahead. That's what, hey, there's a, there's a saying for gallows humor. I mean, and, you know, there's a reason why the term gallows humor. I mean, it's the way in which we as humans try to sort of organize in our brain things that are beyond our control. Yeah. You know, sort of lighten it up, even though there's some things that obviously, you know, are, again, I have utmost sympathy. I mean, I found myself going in every room, even to the poor wax figures, and like, you poor bastard. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. I, that's... People were laughing at them. Like I felt badly. I felt. I felt badly. Yeah. I said, oh no, you're gonna. You know, like it, it was just. Yeah, it's true though. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I felt a heavy energy there too, and and I felt that. Even if some of these things are reproductions, I don't know, I, it was an old building, but I felt suffering that was genuine, dispirited suffering, like some paranormal on some level, that was there because it's a heavy energy. That in itself is a very heavy energy. It's the energy of torturous death. I mean, hello, right? It, yeah. It's, yeah. No, and, fascinating. No, and that is fascinating. I mean, I, I can't deny the fact that I know I have spent time studying that stuff um, and as you were saying that I, I I thought the same thing 
I, I can only imagine myself being in that era, like with my with my colonial cut. What are they? What kind of hair? What kind of hair did the Spanish people have back then? I don't know. They had the weird. They had the hair though. They had pony. They had ponies. They had ponytails. They had a pony. Okay, well, I got a ponytail, so I'm good with that, right? Yeah, sure. With, in yeah, my, yeah, in, yeah. On my horse, yeah. you know, and I'm watching some guy get drawn and quartered. And I'm going, and that's probably the first thing I would think also, Heather, is I'd be like, you poor bastard. You just, you poor bastard. You're being drawn in quarter for God's sakes. This is the worst thing ever for you. This sucks. Oh, my God. What a bummer. Uh, like, you poor bastard. You poor bastard. another one, too, you know. I, What's the that? Rat, the rat torture where, you know, oh. they have a cage, oh. you know, and they put live rats in with, you know, with the cage over the chest. And so the rats are just basically eating the you flesh. You can't move. You can't move. Like, yeah, you're stuck in the can't cage. Move. You can't move your limbs or anything like that to defend yourself. I know what you're talking about. Oh, God. It's the worst. I would survive that, that one. Awful. I would will the rats to be my friend. We would all be friends. when exactly. they, so they Yeah, they wouldn't eat me. <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Be my friend. Please, let me free and I'll give you cheese. Yeah, yeah. Really, they'll shoot my ropes good. free, attack the rest of the room. We'll, we'll all run off into the sunset. <laughs> they'll write legends about me. Absolutely. Nope. No, it, totally. Totally. I mean, yeah. I'm with you, I'm right. It's that stuff is really ghastly, though. And yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, with that, you have to laugh a little bit just at at at, at the ghastliness of what that era was. You know, the Spanish Inquisition specifically. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's why they have museums like that that do have a little because that's all you can do when you hear somebody going. Aah! Aah! Uh, you're gonna have to laugh a little bit and go, "Oh my God, this is ridiculous." You have right? to laugh a little. Yeah, yeah. There was someone there, and I'm like, "Wow, this is pretty intense." And he looked at me and, like I was, you know, he looked at me and he said, "Yeah, think." I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I do." Sorry, I'm sorry. You know, it was one of those yeah. things. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so Heather, when you but go into right. these these places um, that have this gross energy i mean what kind of suggestions do you have because i know we had talked about in our um talking point about grounding yourself and how to protect yourself from that energy and if you are someone that's sensitive to that kind of thing i mean what do you what do people do you know excellent question Amber. glad you brought it up i mean grounding can be as simple as i'll tell you and I, i talk about almost like fight stone with stone I always, I, for instance, I went in wearing my black tourmaline, which is an awesome mineral that helps the ground to protect. Okay. I wore it in, um, black tourmaline. And then there's another stone called shungite. Oh, yeah, I have some of that. Yes, they, it's not good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, shungite. I had a shungite bracelet on. I am all for it. I don't know, especially, you know, loving, you know, thinking, you know, we're talking about limestone and and, and ghosts and everything. Protective jewelry. uh, Sometimes it's just taking some deep breaths. Sometimes it's also um, when you come out of a place like that, I had all of my things, but later on I did some saging. I brought some of my, like, sage incense that I make, and I sage myself. Um, another thing that I did, and again, I, I'm not a Greek Orthodox Christian, but there is this gorgeous, beautiful chapel, which ironically took like diagonally across from the torture museum. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's like, like perfect. 
this is just classic St. Augustine. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, incredible history, this beautiful chapel. You go in and it's candles being lit and it's gorgeous. I just went in there and I lit a candle and I just took some deep breaths and the energy of the yuckiness just lifted off again. A chapel like that, it doesn't matter what religion you are or you're not. If you're just spiritual, if you're a pagan, it doesn't matter. It had such positive energy. What it did for me was it offset and it sort of spiritually cleansed all of the yucky crap that um, I had felt at these heavier places. Mm. So, you know, if there's a place, and it doesn't matter, it can be nature. Go into a place, you know, I, I also, another time I went and I sat under in the sun under a palm tree and I just soaked in the sun and the light yeah. uh, and that helped to just you know what I mean get rid of the energy Yeah. Well, these are some things you can do we were at um, to that point we were at I was at a it was a art ex- exhibit that we were at a few weeks ago and they had this art exhibit and one of the buildings that was on the property of a very very large catholic church i mean this was like an old school catholic church i told amber she wasn't there and i i knew she didn't she would have been jealous if she saw this i like old architecture yeah and yeah my friends my friends put on this art exhibit they were the ones doing the art and they're all brilliant artists but they dabble in the dark stuff they're they're all dark artists um and it was some pretty heavy stuff they had put out there for people to check out and they and they had a bar, <laughs> so we were having our drinks and having fun. Um, and the church was on, obviously, as I've said, the church was on the property. It was on. It was literally you could just walk across the courtyard and go into the church. And I'm thinking, well, there's. I didn't think they'd have the thing open that night because a bunch of drunk idiots, you know, who were looking at like art, you know, pictures of demons and all this craziness they had on the walls and stuff like that. They don't want us going in their church, but they said. You guys are welcome to come to the church and spend as much time in here as you'd like. You can take as many pictures as you want. Feel free. Just respect the building. And I'm like, well, hell yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll check it out. I mean, I was thinking, well, I'll just go check it out for a few minutes, right? And we walked in there, me and my buddy, who is like, he does dabble in Satanism. I mean, he's a very nice, he's a good friend of mine, but he does, yeah. he, he's in, he deals with the occult. That's what he does. And Right. We've known each other for a couple of years now. We walked in there, and I'm like, well, this isn't your gig. You're probably not going to want to hang out here. He's like, are you kidding me, man? He's like, this is absolutely astounding. i got to check all this stuff out. And we sat there for an hour just walking around this massive church wow. taking pictures, and I liked it. I had, I enjoyed it. It felt nice to be in there. I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm, I have my own beliefs, but it felt nice to just right. kind of go somewhere like that. And at least, if anything – just be in awe of the architecture, like Amber said, of, of what this place was, because yes. it was massive. It was massive, right? And I think that uh, it, it, it felt uh, good. It was nice. To, I'm not saying I was like, oh, I went and grabbed a Bible and sat down there, and, and it, you know, but it was just like it felt nice to be there, and it felt nice to ground myself uh, to a certain degree in that building. It is. It's grounding. Yeah. Uh, and nature, too. Uh, nature is, for me, that's, that's what I, that's my go-to for any of that stuff. Whenever I'm my brain oh, yeah. hurts or I have problems, I always end up going out to the woods to hike and just sweat and make my body hurt a little bit and just breathe in 
the outside. I mean, that's all I can say about that. That that's grounding. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's grounding. It's gra- Oh no, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It exactly is. It's grounding. It's so so grounding. I mean, you know, it's kind of cold right now, but when it's warm, they say you know, taking your shoes off and and literally planting your feet in the earth. It's like one of the most grounding healing things you can possibly do. So if you're doing you know yeah. investigations of you know any kind of summer, or, you know. Or, yeah, it, it, there's, they say that that's the most grounded thing of all is get yeah. your feet in the mud. That's um, what I'm hearing more and more. We've talked to maybe three separate separate people over the last year, and we've talked about this yeah. very idea, Heather, about, look, the only way you can really truly connect with the earth is take your shoes off and put your feet in, yes. in the water or on the ground. Uh, it's a, you know, yeah. people have different ideas, but to me, it's all the same. Um, I think that is a way, and I haven't done that yet to be honest. I mean, I usually I'm out hiking, I'm doing like 10 something miles. So it's like, go, go, go. Just, you know, cause I mean, my idea yeah. is just to make my body hurt to get the endorphins to kick in. And that's my runner's high. And then I feel really good the rest of the day. Right. And that's, Absolutely. I also enjoy that, but I'm also just breathing in to me. It's just looking around at everything around me and breathing in the air and just taking all that in. And that, to me, that works for me, but I should try this one day in the middle of the woods, just take my shoes off and just stand on the ground and see, see how that feels. I've never really done that before. Be great. It's something to, you know, look forward to when twisting thong, you know, or, you know, yeah, absolutely. But that's absolutely. how you grow. I know when I go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, the grounding. I mean, that, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Like, yeah, like that Greek chapel. I felt the connection because my great-grandfather came over. He was Greek. And so it was kind of neat. I thought of, you know, the history there. And so maybe I felt a camaraderie with this, you know, church that had been founded by natives in Greece and yeah. Turkey and, the you know, areas where, you know, it's part of my heritage. Uh, but I, I felt, you know, just the candles. And they, oh, man, they were beeswax. Ever smell beeswax? It's like the sweetest smell. Oh, oh beeswax yeah. candles. That's amazing. Just amazing, amazing. It's like smelling the candles, and they're all lit, and people are in there. Just, you know, it just cleared it away. I think I think whatever feels comfortable, again, and, and Sometimes just taking your shoes off when you get home and just, you know, bare feet on the ground. If you've got a wooden wooden floor, that's organic. It's wood, you know, yeah, or yeah. take a bath. I think any of those. Things like that. I guess maybe it comes down oh, to yeah. whatever is going to make you whatever. I don't know. Because, I mean, yeah. Amber yells at me because we live together. Uh, and she'll <laughs> yell at me about how long I spend in the shower. You, you yelled about this You before. take an unusually long shower for a male. But there's a reason for that. And I'm not doing weird well, stuff Because you're OCD and you have a process. Well, I have a pro. Yeah, that's part of it too. But it's also the one time of the day where I can truly just relax myself. That's, that's the one time of the day where I'm relaxed. Like, I relax at that time. So I take a couple more minutes. And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to turn this into a domestic dispute. <laughs> you guys are precious. <laughs> But no, but that's the one time of the day. Like you mentioned, you take a bath, Heather. Well, yeah, I, I get my shower 
one time, you know, whatever day. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes it's twice a day. I got to do it twice a day. Uh, and I, that's what I feel totally relaxed when oh, I do yeah. that. It just the hot water relaxes me. So maybe that is another way to get yourself more in tune with the earth. You're, you know, you're being, a, you know, you're, you're contacting water like that. Maybe that is another way to do it. I don't know. Oh, it is. It is. It absolutely is. In fact, you, you nailed it. When I would come back, like today when I came back from the chapel, I took a nice long walk. It was good. Um, I didn't want to shower. I, ha- I wasn't sweaty or anything. I already showered this morning. I wanted to keep the energy of the chapel on me. Yeah. Yesterday and all the other day, yeah, when I was going to the darker places, I showered twice because I wanted to also literally physically wash off the energy of the day. You know, it's so, so weird to mention a- that. I've had yeah, this happen. I- you're talking about this, this, you know, the nasty energy from these places you were at. I had this. Ha- yeah. Oh, man, Amber might remember there was this. This is a long time ago, uh, but when we lived at the condos before we bought the the, the, the mansion we live in now, yeah. this big okay. Victorian mansion yep. that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, oh, cool. No, no, we're kidding. No, she's no. lying. We're, we're, He's all lies. You just <laughs> called me a she. I said he. I didn't say I didn't call you a she. I said he. You said she. I did not say she. I'll roll the tape. Oh back. my god. I have a cold. I can't talk right. Okay. Now, uh, there was a uh, – we had some fun, some neighbors. We had some weird neighbors when we lived at the condos. And, <laughs> and there was this one guy, and he just was a scary person. Uh, he just was – he just didn't he, – he, he made me nervous. Are you and talking I, about Little P? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. There, was, there was this the guy that got – we found him. He, he was just fresh out of jail. Oh, there was this guy walking around. So that, oh, no. I mean, you know, I hate to, I hate to stereotype people, but it's like, you know, the guy looked pissed off, you know, and he was mean looking <laughs> and he was surly and he's just stomping around. And I remember I had a conversation with him one night and he was, he wasn't a bad guy. He was an all right dude. We, we, we talked, he was actually, he was semi, he was fr- as friendly as he was going to be to me. Let's just say that. Right. And <laughs> yeah. But I, I left the conversation because I think he just made me nervous. I mean, and maybe it was because yeah. I was I was judging and stuff like that. But I was nervous. And we got done with the conversation. I said, oh, man, well, you know, I got to get myself in the house here. And he's like, well, we should hang out and have a beer or something. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to bed. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, I just that's not this, this isn't going to end well. Just. I know people somewhat, and this isn't going to end well with us. So I got out of there, and I remember coming right. upstairs, and the first thing that I wanted to do, Heather, was I need a shower. Shower. Uh, yes, you wanted to, That makes sense. And, you know, your gut was screaming at you. And, again, I don't think it was about judgment. I think there was something that this guy was putting out there that was sort of alerting you, like, hmm, it's not so good. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, I mean, that's uh, that happens. I, I'm sure it's happened to you. Plenty of time Many times. Yeah, you bump it. You bump into people like that, and your gut screams at you and says, "Get away! It does. Get it's... get out! <laughs> get away!" It's yeah, it's like get yeah. out. And you know, the thing yeah, is, exactly. is that obey it. Yeah. You know, you got to obey your gut. You know, I mean, it's sort of what I say to people too on paranormal investigations. If they get this like message, whether it's a literal one or something, or they say, get out. Yeah. I, I tend to get out. <laughs> you know, I don't really tempt fate with that. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm out of here. It's good to follow your instincts, I think, when it comes to that stuff. I, I think 
I've had plenty of times where, I mean, not only just, you know, not just, look, I do plenty of studying on the paranormal and I'm out, we go out there and do stuff when we can. But a lot of the stuff I equate nowadays when it comes to studying the paranormal and the otherworldly and things like that, you know, they tie into my daily life too, just as much as they tie into studying this field. You follow what I'm saying? I so do. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, that's what I talk about the gut. Like, it isn't always, yeah, I think, and I have been, I know Amber, we've all been in situations when it comes to studying the paranormal. We've been to places when we were younger where I'm like, I don't want to be here. This just sucks. I don't want to be in this place. There's something really wrong here. And I, I don't want, my gut's telling me to get the hell out of here. Plenty of people. Uh, we've bumped into, I bumped into whoever, and it's the same thing. And I've had that happen. Not that isn't the only time where I got out of that situation. I'm like, man, I need a shower. I feel, I feel dirty. I feel drained. I don't know what the heck's going on here. Uh, that's a really strange thing. I, I don't. I, we, I think about it a lot when it comes to people because I know I meet a lot of people nowadays. I'm always bumping into people. Just you know, we bump into people with the radio show. Uh, through the music stuff wow. that I do and all these little things I got going on, and you do bump into certain people. I'm happy to say that a lot of people I meet nowadays they're pleasant. I think I think it's, it's, Good. it's, it's Good. yeah. I'm probably the asshole. <laughs> I'm probably the bad person here. <laughs> Most people I meet nowadays they're pleasant, uh, but you get that one every once in a while. You get that one every once in a while where you're like I, I don't I'm scared. I I don't know how to read this. This is weird. I'm getting the hell out of here. So. It, it, Totally, totally. I mean, and again, you have to trust it. Um, you know, for instance, in St. Augustine, there are a lot. What is that? Um, there are a lot of. There are a lot. There's actually St. Augustine has a lot of crime, and there is also there are a lot of homeless people. Yeah. And you know, some you get. I got a genuine vibe. Like, wow, this person is really neat. And but other people, I got this menacing vibe from. Yeah, and one homeless dude in particular—I don't know if he's homeless or not—he um, approached me. He really came up to my face, and I'm I'm down here alone traveling. Yeah, and after that happened, I just left the old city for the day and came home and took a shower because I just the energy was menacing. It was it was different, yeah. and it was aggressive. You know, and again, you know, it can be paranormal energy or it can be like this, where why is this person who is a stranger coming up in my face like this? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm a little female in the sky with menacing. And, I, yeah. you know, you have to sort of trust. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, get out, <laughs> go home. No, it's your gut. It's your gut talking to you. And, and I think a lot of people don't listen to that. I think, I think. And that's what I tell people all the time, young people, older people, whatever. My man, listen, listen to your, your inner voice. Listen to your gut. Uh, it can save you a lot of drama, a lot of trouble down the road. Just trust yourself. Some people don't trust themselves, I don't think. And I know it's hard to do that. I know it's tough for... It's hard to do. Well, yeah, you're your own worst it's critic. Better. You're your own worst critic all the time. I, I know... You I, are. Yeah. I, I beat myself up all the time. I, I know we all beat ourselves up all the time. We all think we're the dumbest person oh, in the room. Oh, hell yeah. And, but sometimes I'm like, no, I am the smartest person in the room. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> I'm leaving. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's really true. I mean, yeah. an example of it was years and years ago, my mother's roommate from college lived in a haunted house. 
fractional family's house. She's, I guess, very wealthy or something. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, she was in the bathroom, and all of a sudden she heard this, you know, felt this or heard this. And she listened. Yeah. And two seconds later, the entire the entire ceiling collapsed, uh, literally coming down all over the bathroom. Oh she would have been killed. She would have been killed. True story. Wow. Uh, I think they moved out of the house, but it was this catch out. But she listened. Yeah. She listened. You know, and I think it's it's so important. And it's important paranormal work. I mean, we all doubt ourselves and all these things, but I think it's important to go, okay, before I go in on this investigation, I'm going to trust my intuition. In fact, I'm asking whatever you believe in, like whether it's God, God is what we're, you know, doesn't matter what it is. Be with me. I'm asking whatever it is that's good and on my side to alert me. And and to help me trust my gut, that if it says get out, I'm gonna get out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's very important. Yeah, I I think and it, it all I mean all over investigating of this sort too. I think some people I've seen people freak out. I don't know if it's because oh, their yeah? minds. I don't know if it's because their minds have been so spun up. We've we've talked about this for years. Uh, you, the idea of front loading someone to the point where their mind gets so high strong where they just freak themselves out right but i have oh, seen yeah. people be carried out of places because they just couldn't deal with it and we're staying i mean it's not like we're like big and strong but we're standing there like well we're just standing in this dark room uh, uh we've been doing it forever <laughs> i don't know right <laughs> but i mean but again it's just i mean there's been places there you know a great example of that was one night we were at a place we and I'll say I'm not going to disclose anything. We shouldn't have been there. We weren't. Uh, we kind of snuck there. We were young. We were younger. Okay. We were, <laughs> we were young and rambunctious. Yeah. And I remember it was a very long hallway in this building we were in. Now I'm realistic about things too. The way the the way the hallway was like, you, you could look down the hallway. It went for a couple of football fields. It was a massive hallway, and outside. It was dark outside, but it had just freshly snowed. So you have this brightness of the snow with the backdrop of the darkness. And then we're in a pitch black building and we're looking down a hallway and my eyes, and again, I'm realistic about things too with this. I start seeing like just pulsating in the hallway, like just coming, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying that this was something ethereal at all, but I just, felt this pulsing I, well, I shouldn't I saw this pulsing in the hallway and I, I was with about three or four other people I said guys I want to leave and they're like well good they're like why I'm like I'm not comfortable something has me spooked I want out of here right now and they're like well yep. dude, you know you're a big old I, you know what call me whatever the hell you want I got the car keys so I'm leaving anyways piss off guys you guys can stay here and I'll leave <laughs> you here so I left and we got out, and we talked about it afterwards. They're like, well, what was wrong with you, man? I'm like, I just didn't feel right. I wanted to get out of there. Something was telling me to get the hell out of Dodge, and I'm glad we did. Now, I don't know. Maybe the building fell in on itself. I have no idea what happened, but I just wanted to get out of there. Something uh-huh. didn't feel right, and I just didn't feel comfortable. Wow. Uh, that is an awesome example. Wow. Good but in real life, though, too. Out. 
But you know, just in real life too, I was. This is before Amber was living with living here with me. I was driving out to her neck of the woods, and long story short, I normally on this one stretch of road, I would always kind of speed a little bit because it was fun. <laughs> and I <laughs> this one time, this this when I got off this the road this time, I said, you know what, dude, do the speed limit, man. You got to chill. It's raining out. Just, I remember consciously going, dude, just chill out, relax. Just don't, you know, you just do 55. You don't, you don't have to break the speed, the world speed record. Just relax, put on some music and chill out. So I did. And I remember this guy come up behind me and was tailgating me. I said, man, I got the cruise set on 55. I'm not going any faster than this. And he got mad and ripped around me, you know, did a pass thing and all that stuff. Well, long story short, I look up the road a couple miles up the road and I see brake lights everywhere. And oh my god, yeah. Um, I look at it and I see one car smashed into a million pieces and another car on the <gasps> side, right? And oh my god, now, now the guy who passed me, no, he was okay, <laughs> he, he, didn't, okay. he didn't get hurt, and I'm, I'm happy he didn't get hurt. Uh, but I did yeah. pull over because I'm like, oh man, there's an accident, so I pulled over and got out, and the guy. The guy who did pass me up was kind of in shock. I could just see him in his car just kind of looking forward. And I remember knocking on his window, and I said, hey, man, you know, what's going on? He's like, um, I, I, they, the car just flipped, man. The car just flipped. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't you make yourself oh useful God. and call the police? All right, I'm going to go there and see what's going on. So, yeah, I did, you know, long story short, again, I, somebody was already on the side. The car, the one car was on, well, the truck was on its side. And um, th- there was a guy looking inside. There was another person who just, you know, another passerby that stopped. And I walked up and said, hey, you know, uh, is, is anybody okay in there? And he's like, no, dude. No, they're dead. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. That is horrifying. Uh, another car was messed up. I don't want – there's no need to go into all the details. The whole point was I thought about that after and said, you know, if I would have done what I normally did and not put put the brakes on literally – I could have been one of those yep. one of those drivers. I could have been dead, and that's wow. the stuff that really kind of that, that 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 really weirds me out. When your guts, you know, and, it, and that wasn't even anything I thought too hard about. It's like it wasn't like okay, the guts telling me that something bad's going to happen, so I have to slow the car down. That wasn't the thought process at all. The thought process was simply, dude, just chill out, relax. There's no reason to speed. You don't want to get a ticket. Just 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 have some fun here, relax. It was a laid back feel. It wow. was a short thing. It was a nice thing. It wasn't a bad thing. And then I see that. In right, front no, of me. yeah. What's that? Yeah, I, that's amazing. Yeah, just, you know, uh, like a friendly thing, like, hey, just hang back and chill out. Well, so, it, but to me, that tells me that it doesn't have to be this ominous, you know, uh, galactic empire thing that's happening in your brain uh, saying, if Absolutely you don't do this, you, yeah, yeah, you're going to die if you don't. It can be, hey, man, chill out. Let, just watch the birds fly a little bit, man. Relax. And you never know. That may save exactly. your life that day. Yeah. So Exactly. You, you bring up a really phenomenal point, Scott, because it doesn't have to be, right? It doesn't have to be all fire and brimstone. It can be uh, just like, hey, you know, chill out. Sort, chill of, out. sort of like I got, a very, yeah, I got a very strong message in St. Augustine. Yeah, don't go out at night alone. I mean, that's pretty easy. Yeah. Like, duh. But at the same time, even with even with ghost hunts, even with meeting people, it was sort of like, do your stuff during the day. 
you'll get your feelings and, and, and don't mix your energy with others. You're, you yeah. know, you know, oh, your own thing. Heather, the, the first ghost hunt that, I mean, I, and I say that in quotes because we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Um, the first thing we ever went on when we were kids, the first time we yeah. ever went out, me and my buddy were like, well, we wanted to try this thing. We were excited to do it. We did a bunch of reading and we, we had cameras and we had all this equipment. We had all this cool stuff. We went out to a cemetery that we, you know, that's where we thought we had to go to look for ghosts was at a cemetery. And right. we walked around and we saw a couple guys walking through the cemetery and they saw us, and we saw them, and we said hello, like, hey, guys. It was nighttime. It was dark. And we said, hey, guys, how are you? And then I hear a buzzing sound over my head, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And I look back, and there was a bottle. They threw a bottle at us, right? Just, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, that was weird. We're somewhere where we don't know. Where, you know, We're way far away from home right now. It's the middle of the night. These guys threw a bottle at us. I think we need to get the hell out of here. This is not a safe environment for us. But that scared the crap out of me. I didn't think that was going to happen. Oh, God, that's horrifying. I'd be horrified. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought they were doing the same thing that we were doing. So that's why I was like, hey, guys, how are you? You know, and they were there. I should have known because I smelled weed. You know, I smell marijuana oh. in there. I, so they were out there yeah. getting high, and they didn't want to be bothered. I get it. But you're going to throw a bottle at me, man. Chill. <laughs> you know? That's but it, lousy, man. They could hurt you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What the hell? But that was dangerous. That was dangerous. It's very dangerous. Ghostly toss. <laughs> <laughs>